He's a native Texan, a student of Ben Franklin and John Locke, and he's a Christian conservative political activist. He's a true believer in the principles that this country was founded upon and comes to you every day to guide, advise, and lead you to become involved in the greatest political experiment in the history of our planet, self-governance. We don't get fooled again. He's Matt Long, and this is The Matt Long Show. Good morning, folks. So happy to be here with you on another gorgeous morning in the Texas Hill Country. And, man, it is pretty out there. Go out and enjoy it. And, um, man, we got all kinds of things to talk to about. Talk to you about today. We have we have, uh, we have Jonathan Science uh, calling in um, here at the second quarter today. We're going to be talking about the faith family faith and family scorecard that they put up at the end of every session. And uh, this is going to be very important. And hopefully maybe even any comments on the third special session, if uh, Jonathan wishes to speak to that. But um, let's start with the calendar. The Kerr County Patriots are having their next meeting on Monday, the 23rd at uh, 6 o'clock. And that's at 451 Guadalupe Street in Kerrville and uh great uh great organization they've brought some uh they brought some good speakers in and in working with they are part of the uh, trilogy of uh, patriot groups here between Kerrville and Fredericksburg we the people liberty in action the Fredericksburg Tea Party and the Kerr County Patriots and we all work together on a whole lot of different things and um different meetings and different types of meetings and so kind of appeal to everybody if you don't feel comfortable at one of them you can go to the one of the other two so we've got three options in the hill country even geographically you know if you're in Fredericksburg you've got one to go to and by the way everybody the um it amazes me the number of people who um, either in uh, Kerrville or Fredericksburg will not drive all the way over, all, what, 22 miles from one to the other, if that far, um, for an event. And yet these are the same people who would, you know, drive halfway across Houston to get to the, you know, the right Payless shoe store. So, um want to encourage you, don't let geography uh, be a, a hindrance to what you do. And, by man, I've been seeing gas at $289. i have been seeing gas below two, below $3 all over the place. Um, I got a full tank uh, coming back from the Austin the other day for uh, $289. Um, and so, anyway, it's um, I want to encourage you to travel around because it's a different group of people that are up in Fredericksburg than in Kerrville. And so if you've uh, only go to Fredericksburg events and you, you're not, there's some of the people you're not going to know in Kerrville that are fighting the same fight you're fighting that have the same burr under the saddle that you have and teaming up and working with people is uh, how we're going to get this thing is how we're going to get this done. The uh, 27th, the Freedom Fest. Now here's an event that is sponsored by all three of the events, the uh, Fredericksburg Tea Party, the Kerr County Patriots, and We the People, Liberty in Action, um, is going to be having their third annual Freedom Fest, October the 27th from 6 to 9 
p.m. at Western Hills Baptist Church. And um, they are asking you to RSVP, I believe. Let me see. Um, it says meat will be in, uh, provided for all to enjoy. Um, and then uh, it also says potlucks. So, oh, there it is. So bring an entree, a, sa- a salad, a side dish, or a dessert. Let's try to keep it homemade. After all, we don't pay, don't we patriots deserve the very best? Um, and so that'll be an evening of fun. Unfortunately, I will not be able to attend. I know they're asking for RSVPs. Um, if you get the newsletter from We the People, Liberty in Action, or the Kerr County Patriots, or the Fredericksburg Tea Party, um, there is a place to sign on. In fact, you can RSVP at libertyinactiontexas.com, L-I-A-T-X.com also works. RSVP for that so they'll know how much meat to bring. And uh, that will be on Friday night, the 27th, the combination party, the Fredericksburg Tea Party, the Kirk County Patriots, We the People, Liberty in Action. It ought to be a blast. Um, it says guest speakers. I don't even know. Maybe they're going to keep that a secret. See, I don't know who the guest speakers are. Um, and so, yep, it sounds fun. Get that on, on your calendar for the 27th. Um, did I get in there? The Kerr County, uh, uh, the Kerr, the Kerrville Christian Chamber is meeting on the 25th. I didn't know if I'd gotten in that one on there or if I misspoke, but the Kerr, the uh, Kerrville Christian Chamber is going to be meeting on Wednesday, the 25th. Their guest speaker is Janice Riley, and uh, is the author of a book, "Time to Rise and Shine." A call for the bride of Christ to engage. That is at the BCFS building, one one two seven East Main Street. And um, so there you go. Let's bring you some uh, words of wisdom from Ben Franklin before we take off here and um, uh, go to a uh, commercial break. Let's see. I've got an old one here. Here's a good, an old one that that I've used before. The things which hurt instruct. Oh, that's not the one I marked. I just used that one most recently. Um, fear God, and your enemies will fear you. Fear God, and your enemies will fear you. I think that has a lot to do with getting your own program in line before trying to um, get other people's lives and programs in line. Folks, y'all stay tuned. And uh, we will be right back, and uh, hopefully with uh, Mr. Jonathan Science. Protecting Texas for future generations. Matt Log on the Hill Country Patriot. The Hill Country Patriot. All right, folks, we are back. Thank you so much for staying tuned to the Hill Country Patriot, your information station. I know you have choices, and uh, choosing to listen to this program and stick with us every day, thank you so very, very much, and especially on Wednesday when we have 
our good friend Jonathan Science with TXValuesAction.org. And I say that today instead of TXValues.org. I say TXValuesAction.org because that's where we're going to be talking about their scorecard from the 88th legislative session. And uh, we have on this program, you know, that there are a handful of uh, scorecards, uh, both left and right, that we follow and keep up with um, that give us, give us a really good idea of how your uh, representative or how the House or the Senate did on certain bills. And so today you need to go to txvaluesaction.org, and I'll lead you from there. Good morning, Mr. Sions. morning, Matt. All right. Glad to have you here. I'm, uh, all right. So we have at txvaluesaction.org um, the, uh, is where we're going to find your scorecard. If you'll go to the projects uh, tab, so you're at txvaluesaction.org and hit the projects tab, and that will take you to a page that over on the right-hand side you will see the Faith and Family scorecard. View the scorecard, and I will pull that up right now. Now, give us an idea of what your scorecard covers. Uh, tell us what, what's important to the TX Values uh, scorecard. Well, listen, I appreciate being on the show with you again this week, as always. And, you know, look, we put together the most comprehensive legislative scorecard for the state legislative session every two years, right after the session ends, a month or two, to, uh, a month or two afterwards, sometimes later. And we cover a variety of issues, pro-life, religious freedom, marriage and family, school choice, parental rights, a whole host of different issues that we think uh, people throughout the state care about. And it's not just four or five bills. I mean, there are a lot of legislative votes that we score. We score votes in the Senate and in the House. We score committee votes. Part of the scoring process includes whether or not a House or Senate member co-authors or co-sponsors a bill that you know they're signed their name on as supporting it, mm-hmm. whether or not they co-sponsor or co-author a bad bill. You know, um, we also score votes on budget amendments. Those can be really interesting and a, a window for us to see where members are in certain issues that don't, don't always appear as bills on the floor. And so it might be a surprise to people, the people that are higher on the list and lower on the list, uh, if you score a 90 or above, we give you the designation or recognition as a faith and family champion. It's important for people to know this is just about what happens during the legislative session and any type of official action. We don't score rumors, you know, stray comments, people's beliefs and attitudes towards the personality of members, even though, you know, that might have some value. That's not how we structure it. Mm-hmm. We also don't score the vote for the Speaker of the House. We didn't score the vote for uh, impeachment of Ken Paxton. While we understand those issues have values uh, or have value to them, we just focus on the policy issues that we work on, and we found over time that's the best way to just be consistent. Uh, Plus, some of those things came up very quickly, the impeachment vote. I don't know that we were how aware that we were that that was going to happen. So, you know, we'd like to give members some advance notice on issues that we think are going to get a little bit more attention that we're going to score something. So you won't see those um, two things scored on there, but you'll see a whole lot of other things. And so um, you'll see there, and there's some names that got 90 or above on the Senate and House side that won't be a surprise. I believe there was only one Republican on the Senate side 
that didn't get a 90 or above. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but, you know, quite a bit of difference on the house side. Yeah, I noticed on the House side that as I was scrolling uh, down the list, which is in the order of their score, at the very top you've got one, two, three, four, five, six. It looks like you got about a dozen who scored um, 100%, and so that is all based on uh, they authored or co-authored or sponsored, um, or did they file a major bill or a minor priority uh, legislation and then so many points for floor action. And so you've got about a dozen. Uh, let's see, I'm not sure if it's a dozen. Or one, say, yeah, about eight or nine uh, that scored 100 among them. Uh, Richard Hayes. And to be honest with you, that's not even a name I'm familiar with. And I'm embarrassed. Uh, Briscoe Kane, Valerie Swanson, Matt Schaefer, Tom, Tom Oliverson, Steve Toth, Toth. Uh, Candy Noble, uh, Matt Shaheen, and Dennis Paul all got a uh 100 score and again folks these are being scored on things that are important to texas values uh to tx values and if you want to know what's important to them go to txvalues.org or txvaluesaction.org and you will see what they were all about plus jonathan's on here every wednesday telling us what uh, they're all about so um, I did notice something odd as I scrolled down, Jonathan, that we got to when we, the numbers start getting lower, the D's and the R's start getting a little bit, uh, well, they get just a little bit mixed up. We actually had a Republican that scored lower than several Democrats. Um, and uh, so you can look at that chart. Uh, char- I'll name names. Um, uh, Charlie Guerin um, had a lower score than uh, several Democrats. And that kind of tells you, uh, where these guys are coming from, Drew Darby, Ryan Gillian, Stan Lambert, Ernest Bales, Todd Hunter, all had really low scores there. And could is just, you say filing a bill gives them uh, bonus points. Um, anybody can just file a bill. Do you look at whether or not they followed it up and, and uh, chased it through the system? Is that part of your evaluation? Well, one thing we look at is whether or not they file a piece of legislation that is a, a priority item for some of the work that we're doing. And so, sure, we, we want them to follow through, but, um, I mean, there, there is some consideration given to just filing a piece of legislation because that's really key, right? If we don't have something filed, we can't, we don't have anything to work with. And so, um, so that can be a, a benefit to a member in our scoring process. And it's not like, you know, some scorecards you see, uh, you know, say it's a pro-life scorecard, and they, they score five votes. And you're yeah. like, 100% pro-life. I voted the right way on every pro-life vote. Ours isn't that, uh, you know, it, it, it's not that simple in the sense or straightforward. It's um, we, we score so many different votes. It's more of accumulation of points mm-hmm. to get to 100. You can actually get over 100 because we recognize that there can be a variety of different ways people can get to 100. So you can actually get over to 100, but we we average it out, if you will, or we cut it off at 100. And so, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, you look at some of the people that are at the top of the list, right? Briscoe Kane, Valerie Swanson, Matt Schaefer, Tom Oliverson. Those are familiar names on our issues. Tom Oliverson uh, not only filed, but led the effort to protect kids from gender mutilation and puberty blockers. He carried that piece of legislation in the House. So I'm not surprised that he'd be 100. Valerie Swanson, 
secretary of the state women's sports bill for college in Texas, and so she's at the top of that list. No, and that's not it. I mean, they also vote, voted the right way on a variety of different bills. And there were a couple of issues where you saw things sort of get separated, and that was on the issue of school choice and on gambling. There were several Republicans that voted against or did not vote in favor of school choice or voted in favor of some type of expansion of gambling, and that's why you see you know certain members that maybe in past years have been higher up on our list were not this time because of those particular votes. And, um, you know, and sometimes it can be one or two really bad votes that can bring you down. Mm-hmm. Or there are some members that do not co-author or co-sponsor a lot of bills, and that uh, limits their ability to accumulate points to get up to 100 or 90 or wherever they might want to be. And that's because a lot of times the issues we work on don't get to the House floor. Mm. Um, things have gotten better in that category, but for a long time that was the case. And so we've, you know, those scored, or that's been a part of our points accumulation for the overall score. Uh, not as important this time as it has been in past years, but it's still an important indicator of whether or not a member support issues because, you know, they could just say, well, if that bill would have gotten to the floor, I would have voted for it, right? Right, so right. easy to say. And so by showing that they co-authored or co-sponsored a bill, that's a way, you know, for us to have some verification of that. Yeah, and I appreciate you bringing up the fact of, of that it's more than just the vote, the final vote. And I guess that is one of my most frustrating things is I'll get phone calls, you know, the week or two before a primary or, you know, just before a primary, and they'll want to know how did the incumbent vote on, you know, X number of uh uh, you know, on certain bills, and it's generally I can say, well, you're, you're, you're represented, pretty much voted in the right way on every bill that's important to you, but that your representative didn't fight for those bills, didn't push those bills, didn't do anything beyond just voting for it, and I really appreciate it when uh, someone besides me says that, look, it's not just the vote that counts. Um, it is all the other actions in there that go along with it. And so I really appreciate you putting that into your scorecard. Is there anything we're in the midst of the third special session now? I was up at the Capitol uh, t- Monday, and I think I, I think I saw some of your people up there Monday. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, and we, Yeah, Jonathan Covey testified against or he, in support of a bill that uh, protects employers for in, uh, employees from forced vaccine mandates. That's right. I remember now. Yeah, I was in the room, and I think I was in the camera because several we, people yeah, from your office. You on the video. Yeah, several people from your office texted me and and uh, complimented me on my <laughs> testimony, and uh, so I appreciate that. Um, anything uh, particular in this third special session you want to talk about or bring up? Well, look. I mean, there's no question that the governor. And the Senate is very serious about getting school choice passed. I'm not so sure that that's the case in the House. Um, you know, look, I mean, the Speaker of the House is in the middle, uh, they feel of a challenge to his uh, reelection, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he's been challenged by David Covey, who is the brother of our policy director. Don't read too much into that, mm-hmm. at least at this point. But, um, you know, we know David well, and we. We think highly of him, and I think he's a serious challenger to Dave Phelan. I think, you know, for a variety of reasons, Dave Phelan has, um, you know, there, there are more and more reasons that are adding up for people to have concerns about his 
role as the Speaker of the House. And so, you know, it would make a lot of sense, I think, for him to show that support of school choice and move the House in that direction. Now, you know, we're hearing there are a lot of, you know, a lot more House members that want to move in that direction, but don't be, um, you know, I mean, it's important for people to appreciate the Speaker does have a lot of influence on that. And I don't think I've seen a lot of indication at this point that he's a real big fan of school choice. You know, he's said other things have to be tied to it for him to consider to do it. A lot of times when people do that, in my opinion, it's an indication. That's not what they really want to do, and they're going to make it real hard. Or you're going to have to give them a whole lot of something that they know you're probably not a real big fan of in order for them to do that, which to me is not an indication that they really support what you're trying to do. But I could be wrong, but I think that's what we're seeing so far. And so, look, if you're a House member, you know, this could negatively affect, you know, you and your constituents if, if you were not able to get something on school choice. So I think it's important for those House members to be communicating with the Speaker of the House and say, look, you know, we need to move forward on this issue and not just have the Senate doing it. Am I being too loud? Okay. Um, are you in a, a secret yeah, hidey hole at the Capitol? <laughs> I'm, I'm at a conference. And I okay. I'm going to move to another location. Hang on. Listen, Jonathan, we're we're about out of time anyway, so we'll... Um, hey, listen, so go, yeah, go to the website, cxiusaction.org. You can see our updated scorecard. And, uh, but there's a lot of work to do in this special session for school choice, for religious freedom, for protection against vaccine mandates, and uh, some other important issues as well. All right. All right. Thank you so much for joining us and taking time out of your meeting today, Jonathan. We appreciate it. You bet. And we'll see you up there at the Capitol probably later this week. All right. There you go, folks. Jonathan, Jonathan Science, TXValuesAction.org. And uh, in order to find that scorecard, you need to go to TXValuesAction.org and then go to Projects, and then you will find the Faith and Family Scorecard over on the right-hand side on Projects. Um, I, th- I I did before Jonathan was on the air. I think he said something about uh, they may move that uh, scorecard to the front page. Um, but uh, right now you have to go to uh, Projects, and then you'll see it over there. Thank you. Um, all right, folks, we're going to take a short break, and uh, we'll be right back. And I'm going to tell you how our local people scored on the Texas Values Action Scorecard. So hang on. We'll, I'll give you those scores here in a minute. Rhinos hate him. I'm out. Come out wherever you are. He's Matt Log on the Hill Country Patriot. All right, we are back. Let's not waste any time. I am looking at the TX Values scorecard um, that just came out for the regular session. I believe it's been out about uh, about a week. I think last Wednesday he said that they had just posted it, and uh, we decided to make it the topic for today's visit with uh, Jonathan Science. And so um, I went. I was digging around through it uh, yesterday in preparations, and one of the things I told you about was that Charlie Guerin, um, who's a Republican, he's the lowest-scoring Republican at a 46%, and there were actually two Democrats that beat him out. 
uh, Eddie Morales Jr. and Sergio Munoz. I don't know if that's Munoz or Munoz, and they just don't have the Enya in here. Uh, no disrespect intended to Sergio. Um, Eddie Morales uh, Jr., um, in fact, uh, no disrespect intended at all. They did better than uh, Charlie Guerin, a Republican. So you got to give them a, a little tiny bit of uh, respect. So Guerin got a 46. The next lowest um, Republican was a 53. And you got to go up um, out of the um, how many uh, we have, what, 80 some odd, 84, 85 Republicans, something like that. Well, um, Andy Murr comes in uh, 24 from the bottom. So he wasn't even in the top percentile. He uh, got a 69 percent. On that score, um, he was, uh, he was, um, let's see it. We can go exactly and see what his scores were. Um, some of his uh, prohibiting uh, money for uh, a member, let's see, I'm, uh, you know, I should. All right, he was, uh, I was trying to think what there, okay, I get it. He was uh, he was in favor of um, of prohibiting school vouchers. Um, uh, Andy Meyer does not want school vouchers. He was against the floor amendment number forty five, and or no, he was for that. I'm sorry, he was for the prohibition of money for school vouchers. He was for that, lining up with the Democrats on that. Um, and then let's see, he was also for the mobile sports betting on the second reading. Andy Murr thinks uh, that uh, mobile, that sports betting's a good deal. Uh, he also wants uh, casino resort gambling. Uh, sports betting, casino gambling, again, these are things that Andy Murr is fighting for and wants. And uh, so that is where he is. He uh, was uh, no sponsorship on uh, several bills that were good bills. Um, let's see, it uh, doesn't give the details on those bills. But basically, uh, oh, here, I love this one. This is a good part of their score is also late sponsors. I had not noticed that before. All right. This is something that a, um, that a, uh, <laughs> when the bill goes, starts getting some traction on it, and uh, there is a uh, representative who doesn't want to get caught behind. In other words, it looks like it's going to pass, and a whole lot of buddies are getting on board. And uh, he's really against it or not that big for it. But what they'll do is they'll come in at very late in the process and add their name onto the sponsorship. And we caught um, uh, our previous, um, the uh, our rep, my representative before Kyle Biederman, whose name has just completely jumped out of my brain right now. Um, he, uh, it was interesting that he came bragging once about the, he was, well, I'm a co-signer. I'm a, a, a sponsor on that bill. And we went in and looked at it, and all the sponsors had signed up way early in the process, and he jumped on at the very last minute. See, you can tell when they did that, all right? You can tell when, and, and but they they don't think we know how to do that. So they'll say, well, I was a sponsor on that bill. You got to little dig it a little deeper and then see when they sponsored it. When did they add their name to it? And so I just noticed that on the Texas scorecard that they actually have a um, a, a scoring for a late sponsor. I think that is absolutely amazing. Now, I don't see a late sponsorship on anything for Andy Murr, 
but um, I do see that uh, um, as part of the legend. So I think that's pretty cool. Uh, that that's important. Um, they're really picking up on a lot of the little things that make a difference. Um, Andy Murray's got an old picture there, no mustache on it. Uh, when you go to TX Values, they you know they really should upgrade that. Andy's proud of that stash. So let's talk about also Ellen Troxclair. She's my representative. And Ellen Troxclair uh, scores up in the Faith and Family Champions. Uh, her score was, I believe, let's see, where can I find, uh, it was right up here. I thought I could have sworn I just saw it. There it is, 97%. She scored a 97 on the uh, their scorecard. Um, she was uh, absent, I believe, when it came to an unexcused absence when it came to casino resort gambling on the second reading. And uh, so that uh, that kind of counts against her. Uh, she did not sponsor or uh, um, uh, uh, a number of different good bills that she did not put her name on. Um, and so that is those points scored against her. And you could look up those bills again after you go to if you go to um, tech txvaluesaction.org, go over to the projects tab, click on to the scorecard, uh, 88th session scorecard, and then you'll get the scores, but also scroll, move your little arrow around because it will highlight on the name, and then you can go get all the exact uh, data from that. And uh, so Ellen Troxclair scored a 97, so I was looking at how did she get that? Um, where did she get that? Well, she got 20 points or bonuses, 20 bonus points for uh, filing House Bill 3883. So I went over to see what 3883 was, um, and uh, she did file it. Let's see, uh, House Bill 3883. The authors are Troxclair, Leo Wilson, Slauson, Click, and Noble. Um, it had a number of co-authors on it. Uh, Murr is not one of them. But this is what this bill had to do with. The text basically says that it defines what a boy and girl and father and mother and male and female and sex. They define all of those words, all right? And so the idea behind this bill was that uh, when they're collecting vital statistics, that they're only going to use these terms, and these terms have been defined. So there is no option for putting other genders down or what have you. Now, what happened to that bill? Well, the history of the bill, it was filed on the 7th of March. Um, so you're about halfway through the session when that bill gets filed. Um, yeah, about halfway through the session, uh, when that bills get filed about, uh, looks like it is a little less than two weeks. It was read for the first time and referred to the state affairs committee on March the 20th, where it died. In fact, it never even got a public hearing. Now, is, um, I'm going to, this is going to, I'm going to embarrass myself. It is possible. It is very, very possible. In fact, it might even be likely, but this is where I'm going to embarrass myself. 
out of all the thousands of bills that were filed in the 88th session, it could have been that there was another bill that had to do with defining male, female, boy, girl, father, mother, and the word sex um, as an, as a noun. Um, uh, the there could have been another bill, and so if someone tells me, okay, Matt, those there were two, don't be, don't, don't get down on on Troxclair because there was another bill, and we all jumped over to that other bill. That is always a possibility. All right, so I do not know if that happened, but this bill never made it past state affairs. Now, as a representative, you you want to you if you want to get your bill through, you get it pushed through. You get it pushed through. In that case, uh, the the uh, you would go, um, uh, Mr. Uh, Representative Troxclair would go uh, meet with uh, Todd Hunter, who is the chair of the House Committee on State Affairs. Now, I testified in front of Representative Hunter the other day. Um, either he was grouchy on Monday or he's a grouchy old dude. I don't know which one it is. I'll get, let you let him. Uh, we'll, uh, I guess I'll have to have more experience, but he was pretty grouchy on Monday. But in order for that bill to move through, uh, Miss Troxclair, she had to go. She had to go uh, have some words with Todd Hunter, and make sure that that gets heard. Well, I, I don't know if it happened or not, but um, that bill didn't go anywhere, and uh, that is so important. And I have to tell you that just filing a bill and then coming back and saying, "Well, I filed that bill," folks, that that is, and and then they'll say something like, "Well." See, you just don't understand how it all works, Mr. Long or Mr. Mrs. Citizen. You just don't understand. No, we do understand. I understand completely how it works. All right? And so none of those lines work on me. She filed the bill. Maybe there was a better bill that came up that she jumped on board with. Maybe not. But that bill didn't get past um, uh, Todd Hunter. And she can very easily say that's on Todd Hunter. And yes, that's true. That all of those are true statements. But the key is how hard did she work on Todd Hunter to get that heard? How many other people did she send down to talk to Hunter's office? She had lots of co-authors on it. None of those people could go down and get it past Todd Hunter. <coughs> this is what we talk about. What I talk about when I say the vote alone is not the way to pass judgment on your representative or senator. You've got to know a whole lot more than just how did they vote on a certain bill. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. He's seen a few skirmishes in his time. Matt Long on the Hill Country Patriot. Right, we are back with a little bit of Ted Nugent on a Wednesday. I hope that got your blood blood flowing a little bit this morning. Add that to the uh, caffeine and uh, man, I don't know caffeine and Ted Nugent. I don't think you can get ready uh, get ready for the day any better than that. And um, so, yeah, don't talk to me about your uh, 
post toasties or what have you. Um, I want to make one more comment about Ellen Troxclair and her score of 97 and a faith and family champion. We were going over all the points that you get for that, and she scored a 97 on that. And if you dig down in there, you'll realize that she got 20 points for that House Bill 3883 that went nowhere. And again, there may have been another bill that was better than this that did get passed. Um, but uh, And so my uh, sincerest apologies if I'm being misled. I'm not intending to be misleading. I'm being real open about this. Um, but that bill didn't go anywhere. It didn't even get a hearing. Um, and that is part of the process. You, you have to work those. You have to get in front of the, you have to get into the office of the chair and say, listen, we, I, this bill needs to get heard. It needs to get heard. It needs to get, it needs to be presented. So she didn't even have the opportunity to present House Bill 3883 to the State Affairs Committee. Now, she scored a 97, take off 20 for filing that bill that made it nowhere, and her score is a 77. Um, and so I just want look at all the math on these. When you're going to look at these scorecards, dig into them deeply. Don't just take the number, whatever it is, good or bad, and, and then just move with that. Make sure that you know what you're talking about and that you understand these scorecards. And that's what I'm going to try to do here and is what I try to do with you every morning. In fact, uh, tomorrow evening I'm going to be uh, a part of uh, a presentation uh, for the Republican Club in Fredericksburg, and they're bringing in uh, a number of different opinions on the um, uh, the uh, amendments that are we're going to be voting for in November. And so I think their idea is to get as much information out there and let you choose how you want to vote. Um, the way the way that I do these um, uh, recommendations is um, I come at it from a conservative, <laughs> constitutional, conservative viewpoint, and I look at the bill and I go f at it from there. Um, I'm not interested in hearing someone trying to defend a uh, an amendment that's not even constitutional or an amendment that would limit your rights. I, I don't even don't, I don't need to hear the other side of that. I can read it and say no, this is stepping on your rights. Therefore, um, don't vote for it. And so when people call me up and ask me how to vote. And a lot of people do, not only on uh, these amendments, but the candidates. I'm expected to give a scorecard for the, or give a, um, uh, a recommendations for the Fredericksburg Tea Party to uh, consider. Um, but I, I don't go about giving you all the information on, uh, I'm, I'm not going to make the arguments for the other side. And then let you decide, right? I mean, it's not disrespecting you. But um, I, when people call me and ask me, they, they want to know how to vote. They don't want to hear my arguments, the other side's arguments on any of those. And so when you call me up or email me and ask me how to vote, I will tell you yes on one and three, no on the rest. On number 13, take it or leave it, whatever you want to do with it. Um, I, I think number 13 is a waste of our time. But um, so anyway. 
That is the way I give my recommendations. I do not go over the um, opponents, the progressive, the Democrat stance on this. I'm not going to give you the pros on a bill that is unconstitutional or pros on a, an amendment that is that is limiting your rights. I'm not, I'm not going to tell you what the good side of that is because, frankly, I don't care what the good side of it is if it violates the principles of the Constitution or of conservatism, then I'm going to speak to that, all right? And so that's the way I come at it. Um, yesterday, I started on Romans 14, and I didn't get it finished, so I'm going to see if I can't get it done now. I start on Romans 14 and 1. It says, now accept the one who is weak in faith. I'm going to just start over. Now accept the one who is weak in faith but not for the purpose of passing judgment on his opinions. One person has faith that he may eat all things, and he who is weak eats vegetables only. This is not an attack on uh, vegetarians. That's what you think it is. You're missing the point. The one who eats is not to regard with contempt the one who does not eat. And the one who does not eat is not to judge the one who eats, for God has accepted him. Who are you to judge the servant of another? To his own master, he stands for or falls, and he will stand for the Lord who is able to make him stand. One person regards one day above any other, another. Another regards every day alike. Now, I can relate to that one because in my family, in my tradition, we did not put Christmas Day above any other day. We were to celebrate the birth, life, death, and resurrection of Christ every day. All right, and so one person regards one day above another, another regards every day alike. Each person must be fully convinced in his own mind. He who observes the day observes it for the Lord, and he who eats does so for the Lord, for he gives thanks to God, and he who eats not for the Lord, he does not eat, and he gives thanks to God. For not one of us lives for himself, not one dies for himself, for if we live we live for the Lord, or if we die, we die for the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. And so that is um, <clears throat> that one just jumped out at me yesterday morning when I was early, and I was very disappointed. I didn't get to finish it, so I got to finish it today. And um, folks, keep my wife in your prayers. She is traveling, and uh, my Auntie Pat, keep her in your prayers. I think she is on her last days i may need to take a trip up to northeast texas and visit her y'all stay tuned for lorraine and uh, we will see you manana